Hello, and welcome to Converge Church. We're so glad you joined us today. Today's worship experience will begin momentarily. If you're a first-time guest with us, we are honored to have you here. Please feel free to stop by the Connection Center in the lobby or ask one of our team members if you have any questions. We're here to serve you. And if you're a returning guest or you're part of our Converge family, we'd like to say welcome back. Once again, thank you for being our guest today and enjoy the rest of the worship experience. In the midst of uncertainty, our faith can struggle. Our walk becomes labored, our heart heavy. There's something about the unknown which seems to weaken us. It drains our patience and blurs our focus. Yet in the middle of everything stands a faithful God a God who's not swayed by the struggle, who isn't moved by the winds of chaos, a God who remains faithful even when our faith is fragile. It seems more difficult than ever to not worry about tomorrow, yet that's exactly what God has asked us to do. For when we cast our burdens on Him, the troubles of the moment begin to fade. When we trust the plans he has for us, our fear begins to subside. When we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, our focus becomes consumed by clarity. Yes, we are in the midst of uncertainty, but we can be certain of one thing, God is faithful, and that is more than enough for tomorrow. Nation, Pastor Ray here. We're so glad that you joined us for Converge Online. And this is week three of our current sermon series, There Is More. This year, one of the verses we're standing on is Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. In the NIV, it reads that our God is able to do immeasurably more than you and I could ever ask or imagine. And that's the posture of our hearts this year. We're trusting God to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine, more than we've seen or heard, and more of God than we have discovered and experienced up until now. The feedback we've received from you has been amazing. And so we're, we're excited about all that God is already doing in your lives. Uh, and, and so listen, remember, uh, our fast ends today. And so we invite you to join us at 3.20, 3.20 p.m. Central Standard Time, as we've done over the last 21 days, to lift up our boldest, most audacious prayers to God, trusting that there is more than we could ever ask or 
imagine. For all those who joined us during this 21-day journey of prayer and fasting and consecration and, and just recalibrating and resetting our hearts, uh, we'd like to say thank you. And we trust that your prayers, uh, uh, joined with ours, in agreement, uh, will be an explosive, exponential force for God this year. The scripture declares one can put a thousand to flight, but two can put 10,000 to flight. And Matthew 18 reminds us that if any two of us shall agree as touching anything, it shall be done of our Father who's in heaven. And because you've prayed and we've prayed in agreement around the word of God, we trust that God will bring his promises to pass and cause them to manifest in your life for your good and ultimately for his glory. Listen, I'm super excited and I just feel cute to myself because I'm rocking our brand new Converge merch. We call it our Blackout Collection. It's black on black designed by our very own Pastor Wendy. Come on. I, yeah, this is hot, man. Not only is it, I mean, yeah. Not only is it the business, man, the, the, the sweatshirt is super comfortable. We also have sweatshirts, joggers and beanies. Make sure you stop by. In fact, stop by our store, our e-store at store.weareconverge.com. And if you have any inquiries about sizes and, and the size charts and how they fit, etc., etc., and pricing, shoot us an email uh, at sales at weareconverged.com. That information should be on the screen. Uh, but like I said, you can go directly to our e-store and place your order there for yourself and someone you love. Well, I'm excited this morning, not only because you're here and we're able to connect with you virtually, thank God for technology, but I'm equally as excited because we have a very special guest speaker who is joining us this morning, and he's no stranger to Converge Nation. In fact, he's one of our favorites, my friend, your friend, the incomparable Reverend Dr. Rama Emiri. He serves as campus pastor at Lighthouse Church at their South Campus in Houston under the leadership of Pastor Keon Henderson. Uh, we're honored to have uh, Dr. Rama with us. Uh, he's a able minister of the gospel. He is an academic, he's an author, uh, just a thought leader, a brilliant mind, a dynamic communicator. Above all of that, above all those accolades, above all the personal achievements, what I love most about Rayma is the fact that he is a loving and faithful hus husband to his wife, Stephanie, who is also, by the way, a doctor, as in PhD, and he is a doting father to their three beautiful, no, four, Three, four, three, Pastor Wendy said three. Thank you, Pastor Wendy. Three beautiful children. Pastor Rima, that may have been prophetic, man. There might be a fourth on the way. But listen, here's why I'm not with you this morning. Uh, and uh, it's because uh, Pastor Wendy and I, we have the privilege of, of being spiritual parents uh, to Coquetso and Colo. Uh, Macafola. Uh, you guys know uh, that, uh, uh, man, they're just so special and dear, not just to us personally, but to Converge Nation. Uh, and uh, Kolo and Koketso had a traditional wedding uh, January of 2020. And this year, as they marked their second wedding anniversary, they invited me to come and officiate 
their formal wedding ceremony in Johannesburg, well, just outside of Joburg, just outside of Johannesburg, South Africa. Such an honor. And so while you're watching this, I'm with them. I'm not with you because I'm with them. I just invite you to, to pray for them as they uh, continue this amazing journey of marital bliss. But without further ado, without further ado, come on, listen, let's make our friend, Pastor Rayma Amiri, welcome with a loud, look, rowdy, loud, and proud Converge Church welcome as he comes. Listen, for the entire message, I want you to blow up the chat with the fire emojis, with the praise hands, with the praying hands, with the bombs. L listen, listen, it, he's going to blow your mind. He is going to blow your mind. The spirit of God in him has entrusted a word in season to him. In our hearts now, we're open and receptive as he comes. In fact, let me pray with you and for you as he comes. Father, we thank you for this moment, and we thank you, Lord, for the assignment that you have entrusted to your servant, uh, Rama and Mary. Father, our hearts are open and receptive to all that you will say and do through him. And Lord, I trust you that we would be doers of your word and not hearers only. Use him, Father, as only you can to deliver a, a message from heaven on time just for us in Jesus' name. Listen. Enjoy the word. We'll see you here shortly. And make sure you cop this fire Converge merch. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Hey, Convert Church. I'm so glad to be with you today. Special shout out to my brother, Pastor Ray. And my sister, Wendy Hammer, and I am so excited about what God is going to do in your life. I have a word from God, and I'm going to be speaking from Luke chapter 1. And I'm going to pick a couple of verses there from verse 5 to verse 7, verse 11 to 13, from 26 to 31, and verse 34 to 35 and 37. I have a word from God for you. It says, Luke chapter 1, it says, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they both were righteous before God, walking in all his commandments and ordinances, blameless. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren. And they were both advanced in age. Let's keep about to verse, verse 11. It says, Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right-hand side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fell upon his, his feet. And the angel said to him, Zechariah, don't be afraid, for your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. Think about that. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. And you shall call his name John. Let's keep about to verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth. Please mark the word Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed or engaged to a man whose name was Joseph. Think about it. Of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. 
And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting or salutation this was. Verse 30, and the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I don't have any man, I don't know any man. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, the Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. Verse 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. For with God, nothing will be impossible. A story of Elizabeth and Mary, without knowing that there was something, they were pregnant with destiny. And today, Converge, I want to speak a word into your spirit that will set you up for the rest of the year. I want to speak on a subject that says there is more in you. There's more in you. Father, I will just thank you for your power, for your presence. As we speak and we share your word, we ask that you're going to speak to us like never before. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon my lips. Think through my vocal cords and speak through my lips. At the end of the day, Jesus will be exalted and glorified. The enemy will be terrified and the believers will be edified. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 You know, I, I love action movies. I love thrillers. I love those types of movies because it has a lot of twists. It has a lot of turns and it, it can be unpredictable. And, and there is always scenes of anticipation, uncertainty that keeps you engaged on your seat, on the edge of your seat. And I, I always admire very good screenwriters and playwrights that can, can, can totally insert a good twist that completely blindsides everyone. And that means sometimes it takes tension to hold people's attention. The reason I say this is because when I look through scriptures, it's, it appears that God is also a masterful playwriter. He, he knows how to insert scenes of suspense. He is an exceptional playwright, screenwriter. He knows how to, he has an experience and expertise. He knows how to insert scenes into different people's lives. I, I look through the scriptures and I see how God inserts, he, he inserts twists and turns into people's life. He flips the script. The stone that the builders rejected becomes the chief cornerstone. Look at a David that was at the backside of the desert. Who would have thought that David would, would all of a sudden become the king. Look at an Esther, an orphan. All of a sudden, he flipped the script. Look at a Moses, a, a child abandoned, now becoming the leader. Look, look at a Joseph, put in the pit, now becoming the king. Look at how God flips the scripts. Look at an Abraham, who didn't have a child, now becoming the father of many nations. Look at look at the three Hebrew children who were thrown into the fire, now becoming rulers in a strange land. I want you to understand that God is about to flip the script in your life. You know, Hollywood called this, calls this a, a suspense. They call this a twist. But God calls this a miracle. 
church people, church folks will call it a miracle. We will call it a breakthrough. We will call it a testimony. And I want you to understand wherever you are today that God is about to flip the scripts in your life. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what the doctor said. I don't care what the lawyers have said. I don't care what you feel in your body. I want you to understand right now that God is about to flip the script. I want you to leave it in the chat right now that God is flipping the script in your favor. God knows how to handle the scenes of suspense. In fact, there is nothing that happens to you that is a surprise to God. God knows how to flip the script in your favor. Uh, when we look at our text today, uh, we will begin to see two women and how God flips the script. On one spectrum, you see Mary. On the other spectrum, you see Elizabeth. Here was Mary not expecting a baby. And here God shows up. And here was uh, Elizabeth who was not expecting a baby also. And God shows up. Mary not expecting a baby, God shows up. Elizabeth, not expecting a baby because she feels she has passed the age of childbearing. And Mary, not expecting a baby because she was a virgin and she didn't know a man. There are a lot of similarities, a lot of similarities in that text. Both of these women became mothers of prophets and God sends the angel to their lives. There are a lot of similarities. But the difference is what I want to hone in on. Think about it. Regardless of their similarities, they had differences. Elizabeth was barren and Mary was a virgin. Barren means Elizabeth did not have the capacity even though she had the opportunity. Virgin means that Mary did not have the opportunity yet even though she had the capacity. And I don't know what you have, whether you are a Mary that is a virgin in experience and you've not done it before or you are an Elizabeth that you, you would say, I've tried it and it did not work. I want you to understand that God is about to visit you. All the Elizabeths and all the Elizabeths that would say, I've tried it, it did not work. I, I, I've, I've, I've tried it. I have an experience with failure and it did not work. And all the uh, all the virgins, all the, the Marys that would say, you know what, I'm inexperienced. I don't have the qualification, the expertise. I need you to understand whether you are a Mary or whether you are an Elizabeth. God has something for you. God is about to visit you just like the angel visited both Elizabeth and Mary. Whether you were barren, whether you were a virgin, God is about to meet you and visit you at a point of your need. Whatever you're believing God for today, say, I believe. I believe. And put a hashtag, I believe I'm about to get hashtag. I'm, I believe I'm about to get hashtag the blessing. Hashtag the promotion. Hashtag the breakthrough. Because God is about to do something in your life. Elizabeth and Zechariah prayed about the miracle. Mary never prayed about it. <laughs> and whether you're listening to me today, I want you to understand whether you prayed about this breakthrough or whether you did not pray about it, God says I'm about to bypass the rules and bless you. This is a miracle for you because you are in this season. And all the Elizabeths that have been praying and, and Zechariah and Elizabeths that have been praying and believing God and have not seen anything happen in their life. And those that are not even expecting a visitation like the Marys. God says, I'm about to break your rules, suspend your rules and bless you. That's the difference. Elizabeth was married. Mary was not married. In other words, Elizabeth had a connection. Mary didn't have no connection. I want you to understand in this season, 
God is about to bless you with or without connection. God is about to surprise you. Whether you have the connection or not, God is about to open doors. God is about to break the ceiling. He's about to shatter the glass ceilings and he's going to let you in. Because it's your turn, it's your time, it's your season. Elizabeth was old and out of time. Mary was young and she felt it was not yet time. I don't care. Listen, God does not follow your timing. Your timing follows him. And God does not set his watch according to your clock. Just because you came later doesn't mean you're late. I always like to say that. It just means you are the latest. Just because you came later doesn't mean you are late. It just means you are the latest. God does not set his watch according to your clock. I needed to understand that God knows what he's doing. Elizabeth was old. Mary was young. You might be old or you might be young. You might have prayed about it or you might not have prayed about it. You might be barren or you might be a virgin. I don't care where you are right now. I need to understand regardless of your category, regardless of your qualification, that God is about to send a word that would transform your life, that God is about to visit you like never before. In this season, God is about to open the windows of heaven and pour you down a blessing. Look at how Mary's life starts out. The Bible lets us know about Mary. The angel, God sends an angel to Nazareth to give Mary a news that she will be the mother of Jesus. Nazareth of all places. Why Nazareth? Nazareth, the most obscure, remote, backward location. Few hundred people, maybe about 100 to 150 people. They had some even negative political connotations with regards to Nazareth. And I wonder why not Jerusalem? Why Nazareth? And oftentimes God would use the little things to do the big things. God picked an unknown girl from an unknown city. And we've heard about it. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Look at how God will pick an unknown girl from an unknown city to be the mother of the Savior. God uses the weakest things to do the greatest things. God doesn't need a big city. God doesn't need a big name. God doesn't need a big thing to do what he's about to do in your life. God is so secure in himself. He doesn't need a big name. He doesn't need a big connection. He doesn't need a big thing. He doesn't need a big name, a big city, a big infrastructure. He is God all by himself. He can do it in Nazareth. He can do it in the prison. He can do it where you are, where you are. God doesn't need to transport you. God doesn't need to change your location to give you a visitation. God can bring the breakthrough where you are. Your location is not a problem. God sends an angel to Nazareth. That's why the Bible lets us know God uses the weak things of the world to confound the wise. I want to speak to all the Marys, people that don't have any identity, people that are have been looked over, people that feel like I'm inexperienced, I'm a virgin, I cannot do this, I'm not qualified, and people that are stuck in Nazareth. All the Marys stuck in Nazareth. I want to speak to you. You feel like you're just a face in the crowd, just a number in the system. Nobody ever gave you a chance. Everyone gave up on you. I came to talk to you today that there is still more in you. That you are pregnant with destiny and you don't even know it. That you are pregnant with possibility and you don't even know it. That what you are carrying is about to change the world and you don't even know it. There's something in you that God has deposited that is about to bless the nations. I want you to understand that God has sent the angel in your direction. The angel has been dispersed to your city. 
The angel has been dispersed to your family. The angel has been dispersed to your neighborhood. The angel has been dispersed to your marriage. Whatever, wherever you are right now, God knows where you are. You are not overlooked. Nobody can write you off. I want you, I always like to say, just because you understand my roots doesn't mean you understand my seed. And a lot of people can understand, oh, I know where you're from, Nazareth, but you don't understand the seed that God put on your inside. I might not look and speak like what you have in mind, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to blow your mind. Listen, your locality should not stop your destiny. God has great things in store for you. It's not where you came from. It's where you're going to. That determines what God is about to do in your life. The angel shows up and tells Mary, you are blessed and highly favored. Not you where you are blessed. The blessing is not in the future. The blessing is continuous. You are blessed. The blessing is in me. So wherever I go to, I am blessed. Stop waiting to feel like you are blessed. I need to understand that you are blessed where you are. Blessing is something God puts in you. You are not blessed because of the things you have. You have the things you have because you are blessed. You are not blessed because of the things you have. You have the things you have because you are blessed. Stop chasing the blessing when the blessing is supposed to be chasing you. The angel tells Mary, you are blessed and highly favored. And I speak that word over you that there is more in your life. That God is about to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that, 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 can ever, that you can ever ask, think, or imagine in this season. You are blessed. There's so much more in you. The blessing is not in the future. The blessing is inside me. So that's where, why wherever I go to, the blessing explodes. Because the blessing is in me. I'm highly favored. I'm going to stop chasing what is chasing me. The blessing is chasing me. The blessing is chasing me. Wherever I go to, I am blessed. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. Blessed in my coming out. Blessed in my going in. I am blessed. I wanted to put it in the chat. I am blessed. I am blessed. The reason you didn't lose the house is because you were blessed. The reason you didn't lose your life is because you were blessed. The reason COVID didn't kill you is because you were blessed. You were blessed. You were blessed. You were blessed. That's why your child didn't die of COVID. That's why you didn't die of COVID. That's why you're still here today. That's why your house was not foreclosed and your car was not repossessed because the blessings of God is upon your life. I know you've been out of work, but still the blessings of God is upon your life. And that's how people don't understand how you're making it. Tell them, baby, I am blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. The angel told Mary she was blessed and she was shocked. She didn't know. See, see, the, Mary was blessed and she didn't even know it. She didn't lack capacity. She just lacked the ability to see her capacity. Have you familiarized yourselves with your fear so much so that you become a foreigner to your future? You become so accustomed to living in Nazareth that you think everything about you is, is normal or below average. She was not hopeless. She was clueless. And most people think they are hopeless. Most people think their situation is hopeless. No, you're not hopeless. Maybe you're just clueless. The angel told Mary, do you know you were blessed? She said, me? I'm blessed? And a lot of people don't know today that they are blessed. Blessed and highly favored. And I speak that word over you.
that you are. If you only knew how blessed you are, you would be as shocked as Mary was. Mary was like me. I'm blessed. I can produce without the man. How? Are you serious? I can get that job. I can get the promotion. I don't need a CV. I don't need it. Are you serious about this? I'm blessed. <laughs> I believe someone is getting blessed by this word. I want to just pull out a point before I give you some points. God never sends the angel to Mary till she was engaged. God gives assignment to people that have a commitment, that have an engagement. People want God to send angels to them, to send blessings to them. God says, I only send the angel to Mary when she was engaged, when she was committed, when she was plugged into something. The Bible says, thou good and faithful servant, if you want to see God's hand at work in your life, be plugged in. This year, say, I'm going to serve at Converge. I'm going to plug in like never before. Yes, there's more God wants to do in my life, but there is also more I have to do for God. Be plugged in. You want an assignment, but you cannot handle an engagement. You want an assignment, but you cannot handle a commitment. I want to encourage you today that you should please plug in to see a manifestation of what God is going to do in your life. Three things I want to point out that happened in this text is, first of all, there was an interruption. Just write it down, interruption. Mary's life was probably planned out. She was engaged to Joseph. She was looking forward to getting married, having kids, having a regular job, having a regular house, living a regular life. Because, of course, she lives in the regular Nazareth. But somewhere along the line, God came and interrupted her plans, interrupted her dreams, hijacked her goals, wrecked her world. And God says, I'm going to take you out of where you are. And sometimes God has to interrupt your plans because they are too small for what he has in store for you. God tells her you would have a baby before you get married. Hold on, Lord. That is not what the plan was. No, Lord, that's not in my plan. How can I have a baby before the marriage? It's not part of my plan. How can I have conception without consummation? I have a question for you. Has God ever interrupted your plan? This was not a plan, Lord. This was not a plan. This was not a plan. This is not what I was believing. No, no, no. Can you handle the interruption that the favor of God brings? Most people want the blessing, but we don't want the baby. You want the favor, but you don't want the interruption. Can you handle the interruption, the disruption in your life? And God is in the business of disrupting and interrupting your life. Why does he do that? Because sometimes you would settle for a Nazareth life, for an ordinary below average life. Think about it. If the angel did not interrupt or actually God interrupt her life. She would have been stuck in Nazareth. Most of you have settled for a Nazareth life. Below average, obscure, myopic, mediocre, ordinary. You've settled for a Nazareth life when you can have something much more than that. A Nazareth life, a Nazareth wife. A Nazareth job, a Nazareth breakthrough. And God says, I got to disrupt your life because you are settling for less. I'm going to disrupt your life because you are settling for a, a Nazareth life, business, plan, spouse, relationship. 
because of what has happened in your life, in your past, because of where you're located. And God says, I got to pull you out of Nazareth. And the only way I can pull you out of Nazareth is to disrupt your plans, is to interrupt your plans. And disruption sometimes is not destruction, is direction to your destiny. Disruption is not destruction, is direction to your destiny. And I want you to understand that sometimes God will bring disruption because he wants to kill the competition. God will bring disruption because he wants to give you direction. Some of you need, an, you need a disruption. You need an interruption. You don't need a breakthrough. You need a break. You don't need a breakthrough. Maybe you need a break. You cannot break the cycle if you keep going in circles. You cannot break the cycle if you keep going in circles. You are so you are so you are so mediocre in your thinking, in your expectations. And God is saying, I'm about to bring an interruption in your life that will disrupt everything. Disrupt mediocrity. Disrupt everything. Fear, bondage, your habits. God is saying, I have I, blessed you, but the blessing cannot just stay in Nazareth. You're bigger than where you are. There's much more in you. There's potential in you. There's possibility in you. You are too gifted to be in Nazareth. You're too, you're too anointed to be in Nazareth. You're too, you're too empowered to be in that location. You are too blessed to be stuck where you are right now. You are too blessed to be average. You are too blessed to be common. You are too blessed to be small. You are too blessed to be stuck in Nazareth. So I'm going to bring an interruption. Some of your life is too rigid, too planned, too controlled, too predictable. I want to be a regular, regular Mary, marry a regular Joseph, stay in a regular town. And God says, I'm about to disrupt your life because there is so much more. How many people are praying for a breakthrough, but they cannot handle a break? If you're going to tell God to order your steps, you have to be willing to step into what he has ordered. The next point is interrogation. Mary asks, how can this be? Because I don't know a man. The how question is a powerful question we always want to ask. Man's biggest question because we are faced now with the reality of our own frailty and the recognition of our own limitation. And we come up with weaknesses, excuses, excesses. How? How? How is this going to happen? How am I going to get the loan? How am, I, how am I going to be debt free? How am I going to get the job? How am I going to get married? How? 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 How many times have you aborted the promise of God because we don't understand the process? We don't understand the how. We give up on what because we don't understand the how. You don't have to understand the process. You just have to experience the promise. The next point is this, the how point, the interrogation. How? 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 I always like to say when you cannot wrap your mind around it, wrap your faith around it. God is not in the, in, in the question answering business. God is in the prayer answering business. God doesn't have to answer your questions to answer your prayers. Please write that down. God doesn't have to answer your questions to answer your prayers. A lot of you have questions in your mind. Questions, how is this going to happen? And how am I going to get this? And how are we going to do this? How I get it. Your questions are valid. But God doesn't have to answer your questions to answer your prayers. Focus on the promise and not the process. God knows how he's going to do it. God is not, doesn't need to explain himself. God just has to reveal himself. 
I'm not supposed to understand how God is going to do it. Faith is not understanding how. Faith is understanding that it will happen. Faith is not understanding how it will happen. Faith is understanding that it will happen. Let go and let God. This battle is not yours. This battle is the Lord's. I know there's a lot of people in this stage and phase of interrogation asking God the how question. Instead of believing the what that God showed you, you are stuck with the how. How is it going to happen? How? How am I going to pay my bills? How? How am I going to be healed of this? How? How can I love again when my heart has been broken? How? How, 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 how? How is this going to happen in my life? How? God is not in the business of answering your questions. He's in the business of answering your prayers. The next time the enemy tells you, how is it going to happen? How is this going to happen? And how is that going to happen? Tell the enemy it's none of my business. That's God's part. God handles the how and I believe the what that he showed me. Don't lose your mind over it if it's still in God's mind. Don't lose sleep over it because God doesn't sleep. He doesn't have to add up for you to go up. He doesn't have to make sense for you to make it. I know you have questions. But God doesn't have to answer your questions to change your situations. Don't sweat the small stuff. It might not seem sensible, but it's possible. Focus on God's promise, not on your premise, not on the process. How are you going to grow that church? How are you going to get the business? How are you going to have the break? How are you going to stop the addiction? How are you going to have the baby start the business? How? Without experience. Write the book without experience. Love again. Without buy the house. Do this. Do that. It's none of my business. Let God be true and every man be a liar. God knows how to handle the interrogation season. There is the interruption. There is the interrogation. <laughs> and the final is the impartation. The impartation. She asked a question and got an invitation. Think about it. But before I even go there, let me say something about the inter in interrogation because Mary was a virgin. She was uneducated, a novice, inexperienced, you would say. And God says, that's fine. You, you, you know, God told Mary what would happen. The angel, God through the angel told Mary what would happen. And Mary was the one that brought up the, the issue of a man. God says, this is what is about to happen. Now Mary says, hold on, Lord, I don't have a man. God didn't talk about a man. It was Mary that introduced the concept of a man because she thought that sometimes, and write this down, God's assignment doesn't always involve man. Sometimes God's assignment doesn't need man's involvement. Sometimes God's assignment doesn't always need man's involvement this is our biggest problem we always think we need people to do what god has called us to do to become what god has called us the angel didn't say oh by the way there's a man called joseph's no 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 no. you are about to do this the holy spirit is about to do this this is what is going to happen that is it mary said hold on a second i think you're missing one very important fact there is no man 
God says, I don't need a man because I am the source and the resource. I can do all things. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. I don't need a medium. I don't need a man. I am God all by myself. And of course, the last point, the first point is, is the interruption. The second point, interrogation. And the last point is the impartation. She asks a question and got an impartation. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you, will cover you, would conceal you, would eclipse you. The reason we don't see the supernatural is because we've taken God out of the equation. The Holy Spirit is the how of God. Whenever you have a how question, how is this going to happen? How is that going to happen? The Holy Spirit is the answer. You see the answer the angel gave Mary? Mary said, how would this happen? And the angel said, hold on a second. The answer to the how is the Holy Spirit. We have tried to put man where the Holy Spirit is supposed to be. And that's why we don't see a manifestation. How are we going to get the loan, buy the house, build the business, raise the kids, get married, do all of that? The Holy Spirit is the how of God. Every, every divine assignment requires divine enablement. You cannot function without the oil, without the anointing, without the unction of the Spirit. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. And he went around doing good, healing all that were oppressed. For God was with him. God is reviving things. It's not by power. It's not by mind, but by my spirit. I speak and I decree over your life that you would have a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost. That there's going to be transformation of the power of God. That God is going to overshadow and eclipse all your doubts, delays, disappointments, and despair. And in this season, God is going to open doors of blessing and let you know that there is more in you. There is more in you. Let the Holy Ghost fill you up and so that you understand there is more in your child. There is more in your marriage. There is more in your ministry. There is more at your job. There is more with that business. There is more more with what God has called you to do. There is more this year for you. There is more. Just make sure you are not trying to answer the question of the Holy Ghost. Just make sure, make sure you, you allow God to do the impartation and you don't allow man to do the implantation. Allow God to do the impartation. Don't allow man to do the impartation or implantation. Let God be true and every man a liar. You don't need a man in this season. You need God. You've tried a man. You've tried a woman. You've tried the connections. You've tried all of that. This is a season of impartation. When you receive the impartation of God, everything in your life changes. The Bible says the whole earth is waiting for a manifestation of the sons of God. You've explained enough. Sons. See, your sonship is not to be explained is to be manifested. And in this season, God is going to bring about an impartation on your inside that is going to cause a manifestation of what he has called you for. There is an interruption in your life, I get it. God interrupted your plan so that you can be dependent on him. Then he gives you a blessing. He, he, he tells you you are favored and he throws you off. And you are like, how can my life be interrupted and disrupted and you're telling me I am still in God's plan. 
And that's why there is an interrogation. But in the midst of that interrogation, God brings about an impartation in your life. I believe that the world doesn't want to see signs. They want to see songs of God. The whole earth is waiting for the manifestation, not of the signs of God, but of the songs of God. We are in a season where God is about to do great things in your life. Get out of the way so God can make a way for you. You're asking the why question now. I want you to understand that God has touched your womb. Some of you, your water is about to break. The water of your spirit is about to break. The water of your vision, of your purpose is about to break. You are pregnant with destiny. One final thing before we leave is that the angel gave the baby a name before the baby was born. And so that thing in you is going to be called Jesus. Before Mary saw the baby, she gave the baby a name. I have a question for you, Convert Church. Have you given your baby a name? That thing you're believing God for, that breakthrough you're believing God for, have you given it a name? Interruption. Yes, I know it's happening in your life. Yeah, I get it. But the business, the breakthrough, that thing you're believing God for, have you given it a name? Jesus was called Jesus before Mary even saw Jesus. Before you see it, name it. Before you see it, claim it. Calling for those things that be not as though they were. The interruption is what is happening. The interrogation is how it's happening. And the impartation is who is going to make it happen. The Holy Spirit. You are in a season of greater. And greater is not just a season. Greater is a person. Because greater is he that is in me. You are in a season of greater, meaning that you are in Christ. Because greater is not just a season, it is a person. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Convert, I believe that God is positioning you and introducing you into a season of greatness. A season where you're going to give birth because there is more in you. Whether you are an Elizabeth or whether you are married, barren or virgin, old or young, experienced or inexperienced, there is more in your life. I want to lead you in a sinner's prayer. Wherever you are today, you want to say, there's more in me. There's more in my life. But I don't know Jesus. I want to make you the Lord of my life. Say these words after me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and personal Savior. Today marks a new beginning. All things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just said that prayer, congratulations and welcome to the body of believers, the body of Christ. Wherever you are today, if you're sick, I want to speak over you. I decree healing, wholeness and health. That COVID is not going to be the order of the day. That the blood of Jesus is speaking better things than the blood of Abel. The blood of Jesus has a voice and it silences every voice. The voice of the doctors, the voice of your boss, the voice of anxiety, the voice of despair. The voice and the blood of Jesus is speaking over your life. I decree that there's more in you. That your paths are shining brighter and brighter. That your steps are ordered in this season. And that no weapon formed against you can and will prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus, you would have the best week that you have ever had this year. 
2022 is a blessed year. This is a season of much more. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all, according to the power that works in us. There is an invitation. There is something on your inside. I can't wait to hear all the testimonies of what God will do. Thank you, Converge, for this time. Thank you, Pastor Ray. Thank you, Pastor Wendy. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. God bless you. If you were impacted by today's worship experience, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe today's sermon was exactly what you needed to hear, or you prayed the prayer of salvation for the first time. If so, we've got some information that we'd love to send you to help kickstart your relationship with God. Or if you want more information on how to join our virtual family, please email us at echurch at weareconverged.com. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can do so online safely and securely by visiting www.weareconverged.com forward slash give. Or you can give via text by texting Converge Give along with the dollar amount that you'd like to donate to 77977. Also, you can find all this information on our mobile app. Simply search the app or the Play Store for Converge Church Plano and download the app. It's that easy. Thank you again for joining us for today's worship experience. We look forward to staying connected with you.